Hello, this is Catherine, and I know I need to stop talking. Hello, lovelies, how are we doing? I've just had the loveliest walk. Oh, you know when you have a really good walk, which almost certainly doesn't involve taking your children with you? Well, that was the walk I've had this afternoon. I went out with my friend Robin, and we walked seven miles, and the sun shone, and it was glorious. It was absolutely beautiful out there. I don't know about anybody else, but I've definitely used lockdown to explore more of my local area, and as a, res- as a result, I'm like perpetually surprised and amazed by the stuff which is literally on my doorstep and I think I have turned into looking like some kind of mad tourist as a result I'm literally going around going oh my god it's like a house there's a road there's people the excitement all of this on my doorstep and stopping every five minutes to take photographs I mean literally my my children now when they see like I don't know a weird shaped stone or an interesting signpost they're like oh my god you're going to photograph that aren't you I'm like I absolutely am don't know what I'm going to do with all these photos but yeah I've definitely become the the mad lady walking around the the local area but it's so interesting because does anybody else find that you just kind of tend to go down the same roads and the same routes every every single day and all of a sudden with all of the time in the world on our hands and let's be honest lockdown where else can you go you just do walks and you find new things and new houses and yeah just fascinating so that's been um that's been my afternoon today which has been yeah it was lovely it was really nice to get out and yeah I, I don't know about anybody else it feels like it's been a real week right it feels like I don't know it's it's blown me a little bit this week actually how much I feel like the news has has impacted me um and and obviously news that has nothing to do with with covid which is remarkable for for something to completely take covid off off the front pages but i think i don't know i mean it's been a week that started with international women's day which coincided with a white man telling a mixed race lady that when she said that she felt suicidal that she was lying so that happened and then obviously the 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 awful I, I mean I've just got no words for obviously the the horrendous murder of, of Sarah, Sarah Everard and, and I wrote a post about it this morning on the blog I've kind of struggled to find words for it a little bit and I don't think that the words that I've I've written would do you know do, do the situation justice really but just trying to to process and 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 there's been this real outpouring of of grief and anger and and I think this real dawning realisation from from women, from, from all backgrounds, all walks of life, united in just this this grief of a, of, a, of a woman that we never know. And yet in many ways we feel that we did because Sarah was all of us in so much as she had happened to her, the worst nightmare that, that all of us fear. All I genuinely believe all women deep down fear and have feared walking alone at night you know that the constant the, the concern you know whenever you walk home alone and your friend's saying text me when you get home I'll text you when I get home except Sarah never never got home because somebody somebody decided to to commit an, an unimaginable crime and yeah it's blindsided me it's completely blindsided me I can't remember feeling this impacted by something in the news for for a long time but I think it's because and I think this is kind of what I tried to process as I as I went through through writing my post this morning I think it's because it's just brought into sharp focus the realization of of what it's like to be a woman and and obviously this this is a really extreme outcome and and thankfully occurrences like this are very rare but what isn't rare what isn't rare is is the the almost 
normal? Is it normal? Can you normalise something that, 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 that's so wrong? But, you know, the, the experiences of sexual harassment and behaviour towards women and, and catcalling and unwanted touching and, and abuse. And I genuinely, I don't know a single woman for whom, not just that that's happened to maybe like once or twice, but whom, like I say, that's almost become some kind of normality. It's almost become expected to the point that as women, I think we have coping mechanisms. You know, we we, we kind of, if we're in a group, we, we like laugh off the lewd comments or we laugh off the, the, the guy who inappropriately touched us or or we laugh off kind of the behaviours. And, and, and equally, that's used by by men as an excuse for, for what they do. And, you know, I'm not saying that every man who, who makes a lewd comment or, or touches someone inappropriately goes on to murder somebody, but it, because of course that isn't true. But it's like, it's the tip of the iceberg of these be, these behaviours, which in these extreme circumstances can lead to just the, just the unimaginable. I, I, I just, oh, my heart goes out to the family and to the friends of, of Sarah and, and to the millions, to the millions of women who, as I say, I shared some of my experiences this morning and I picked three. I picked three at random. Uh, I picked three from, from a, a long, long list. I picked three which are in the dim and distant past. So there was no way of, of identifying the perpetrators. But I didn't even have to think about it, to be honest. I probably had 10 came to mind immediately and I shortlisted them down because, as I say, I wanted very clearly to, to use examples where they're well in the past and, and, and the perpetrator can't be, be identified. But the, the response was, was overwhelming and, and it was both uniting in, in terms of shared experiences, but also just awful in terms of this isn't a one-off. It's not one or two women experiencing this. This is this is every day. This is everyday behaviour. And it just, my God, I mean, I look at my, I look at my kids and the thought of, you know, I, I sh- again, I shared on, on, on the blog this morning, I remember going off to college and my mum was like, I've got you a present. And I was like, oh, cool. She's like, it's a rape alarm. And, and I was grateful. And I didn't, I didn't, I remember, I didn't even question, why do I need to have this? I just took it and I kept it and I never, ever, ever went out without it. And the thought that, you know, obviously I've got my own daughter now, the thought of her having to go through this and, and you know, the, do you laugh it off? Do you, do you make a complaint? Do you worry about what happens if you complain about these behaviours? You worry about the backlash? You try to... When I was writing down those those incidents this morning that happened to me, when I first started writing them, and I was like, I started writing and I was dressed in, I don't know, jeans and a jumper or whatever I was wearing. And I thought, what the fuck? It shouldn't matter what I was fucking wearing. I could have been out in my bikini and I still should have a reasonable right and expectation not to expect somebody to sexually harass or abuse me. I could have been out stark bark naked. I still should be able to expect not to be sexually harassed or abused. I mean, I might expect to get carted off by, I don't know, someone who thinks I need locking up, but but it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. And yeah, like I say, I, I just... I think it's really made me confront perhaps a lot of those those examples from the past and and really come to the terms of the fact as well that none of this is my fault. None of this is the fault of any woman who's been through and experienced anything like this. And and there's been lots of really interesting comments on, on the blog and, and I've read all of them and I'm sorry if, if you shared comments. I'm sorry I haven't been able to reply to them all. But lots of really interesting comments about the language that's that's used. Like, we you know, we talk, the news, will, the media will talk about a woman being a woman having been raped they don't talk about the man who raped the woman you know the the woman wasn't a, an active participant in that rape that rape was done to her and 
God, there's a fucking mountain to climb, isn't there? There really is. And, and I'm really heartened by, by the responses of, of, you know, so, so many people united in this being unacceptable, but also in, you know, a number of the guys who've, who've come forward and, and said, you know, we, we need to do more because it's not enough. It's not enough just not to rape a woman or not to kill a woman or not to sexually abuse a woman or not to touch a woman when she hasn't asked to be touched. It's not enough to not do those things. You've got to actively also call out those behaviours when you see them, even if they're being passed off as, oh, it's just a bit of banter. Oh, can you not take a joke? Bullshit. It's not a fucking joke. It's harassment. And guys, and, and you know, all of us, but, you know, for the, for the men, there were a few men commenting saying, what can I do? How, how can I, I want to do something about this. You know, this, this isn't, this isn't me. This isn't the behavior that I display, but what more can I do? And, and what I would ask you to do is please, each and every time you see that, and even if it's your mates, and even if, you know, they're giving you the, oh, it's just banter. It's just a joke. It's not, it's just not, it's just we have to call time on these behaviours and it's the conversation, you know, I've got a daughter and I've got a son, I don't want my daughter to experience this. But in order to, to, to make that happen, I need to play my part as well in bringing my son up to understand, you know, I hope that he understands he's been brought up in a way not to do these things to women, but that in itself is not enough. He also has to play his part in calling that out, calling out those behaviours. So it's been a, yeah, it's been a really... It's been a really funny week. It's been a really weird week. And as I say, the fact that it's fallen in a week which contains International Women's Day. God, the irony is, is is not lost. But rest in peace, Sarah. It's such a sad, tragic, awful story. And if anything good can come out of such a scenario, I just hope that it opens up the conversation in terms of these behaviours are not acceptable. They've been tolerated for too long. And, you know, if, if you're one of the crowd who've been doing the it's not all men conversation i know it's not all men of course it's not all men it's the same as the you know if we go back sort of 12 months and and everything had happened with george floyd and the black lives matter and, and if you're one of the people doing the but all lives matter of course all lives matter but right now behaviors like this show us that black lives apparently to certain groups of people seem to matter less and that is why we have to fight for them that's why we have to fight for this you know nobody's saying that you know all, all men are, are going out doing this to women at all but some men are and it means that as women we are frightened we are scared of men because we don't know who the good guys are and we also see examples of where the good guys actually can turn out not to be the good guys after all and i loved i think it was the um the shark analogy that that somebody shared that had been been up on social media you know which is you might see a shark fin swimming towards you it's probably not a great white it's probably not going to eat you but that doesn't mean you just stay there and wait to see what happens you, you we don't know we don't know who the good guys are, so so we're afraid. We are afraid. And things like this happen, this tragic, tragic case, and we probably feel vindicated in being afraid because while it might not be 99 men in 100 or 999 men in 1,000, there is the one man, and you never know when it could be that one man, and that's really frightening. So we have to do more. We, ha we have to, to normalise these conversations. We have to talk to kids. We've got to actively call out behaviours and step in. And as I say, if, if anything can come out of such tragic circumstances, I hope it's that we start to have this conversation more. And I hope it's that we start to, to call this behaviour out for, for what it is. But yeah, a funny old week. Lots to, lots to reflect on. Obviously, amidst all that, all that, all that serious stuff, been back to fucking school, haven't we? As well, back to school this week. I mean, what a week! What a week! 
actually, our back to school has been remarkably successful. I think it's been helped by the fact, so so for us, my kids obviously are at different schools, Beth's at primary, Jamie's at secondary, so they've gone back separately, so I kind of could could stagger getting them back in. So so Beth went back first, she went back at the start of this week. And I said before on, on podcasts, kids are really resilient and my kids have been absolutely amazing throughout all of this and, and both kids have, have cracked on and as we know, Jamie's loved lockdown, it's the greatest time of his life. And And Beth has been fine. But the light had gone out. It had definitely gone out. And she got on with things, but there was just some of the joy and the buzz had had gone out of her day. So the difference in her when she went into school on the first day and she ran out at the end of the day, um, it was just just wonderful to see. And, And teachers, God, thank you so much. I hate that you're back teaching in schools that still haven't properly been made safe. I hate that there's no mitigation in place. I hate that you haven't been vaccinated. And I just want to say a massive fucking thank you because the difference you make to our kids, my God, the difference in, in my daughter alone since going back to school is, is unreal. So so thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, Jamie has struggled more with the transition back. As, as long-time listeners and readers will know, Jamie has lived his absolute best life during during the pandemic to the point that he sad, said sadly to me the other day as I read out the latest vaccine numbers it's all going to come to an end soon isn't it I said yes I know isn't it amazing our scientists they found an end to the pandemic Jamie went why why do they have to do that he's lived his best life he has loved not having to leave leave the house indeed many days leave his bed do his his schoolwork um clad in his his infamous dressing gown or his duvet and, and very little else so the transition back back to school for him has been somewhat more challenging but um he's he's done well i mean he quite liked the fact that he went back on wednesday and of course all the secondary schools because teachers like like you haven't got enough on your plate you now have to conduct lateral flow testing for all of these kids so he went back on wednesday and he wasn't required to go in until the middle of the afternoon to because he had to be tested so they had to stagger the kids getting back in so obviously I'm working from home and I like I go to see what he's doing and he's literally middle of the morning lounging around in his dressing gown watching a movie. I'm like, and you'll be getting for school, ready for school anytime. And he's like, yeah, yeah, in a bit, mum, in a bit. So so that kind of eased him, eased him back in, back in quite nicely. But now he's he's done well and I think he's he's definitely not euphoric to be back. He he keeps optimistically saying to me every day, has anyone tested positive yet? Has anyone tested positive? And I'm like no no and nobody's tested positive he's like all it takes is one person and I'm off for two weeks and he's definitely taking to to counting down to the Easter holidays day by day but no he's 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 back in um he he has definitely got <laughs> back to school with a bang this week oh this is brilliant he's given me permission to share this story because we were both rolling with laughter so <laughs> oh Jamie um he's he's just a legend so on Friday I went to pick him up from school and miraculously despite the fact that several several months had passed both children still fitted into the school uniform that I'd spent vast amounts of money on at the start of the autumn term so there's a win there's a lockdown win anyway so I went to pick him up and he was standing at the place where where I usually collect him and unusually he was wearing his blazer tied around his waist and I thought that's weird I mean you know maybe this is what all the kids of today are doing maybe maybe this is sick in youth speak oh my god how old do I sound (laughs) maybe this is sick that's what they say it's cool it doesn't mean it's poorly I had to learn this it's it's yeah it's been a it's been a we definitely didn't say that when when I was younger I'm sure anyway so he's standing there with it with his blazer around his waist and and so I turned the car car around and he got in and I said as I always did I said how's your day Jamie how's it been and usually I get from him a a a 
it's good. It's all good. Today I got a, on Friday, I got, <laughs> I got, he said, oh, mum, he said, not going to lie. He said it was going really well today. Then it all went downhill in last lesson. And, and Jamie has had some, some challenges in terms of not being able to shut the fuck up in a classroom and there's been various interventions from teachers so I was like oh Jamie no come on you've done so well with home learning please don't tell me you've got detention already he's like no no I haven't I said oh that's good what happened then he said well he said I was messing about with one of my mates and I fell off my chair and I said oh no are you hurt are you okay he said no I'm fine I'm fine he said but something did happen and I said I said what happened and he said this And he lifted up his blazer, and God love him, to reveal that his trousers (laughs) had split, and I'm not exaggerating, literally seam to seam from the front of the trousers right through to the back. I mean, if if I say you could see everything, you could see everything. I went, oh my God. He went, so I had to tie my blazer around, around my waist. I said, oh no, did your mates laugh with you? He went, no, I didn't tell them because I'd have gone straight in to like rip it off. And I said, oh yeah, yeah, advisable work. I said, that's fucking brilliant, Jamie. He said, you can put it on your blog if you want, if, if you feel like people need a laugh. And I said, I, I, I do think at the moment people do need a laugh. So thank you, Jamie, for, for letting us letting us share that share that with the masses. Um, oh, he's just, just absolute comedy gold comedy gold he's um yeah he is he is he is excellent value but yeah we got through we got through kind of the um we got through the first week back and as i said the kids have kids have genuinely done done brilliantly beth's done the classic thing which she did last time she went back to school i think she'd been in the classroom about half a day when she managed to pick up a cold and she's done exactly the same this time around so she's feeling a bit sorry for herself obviously we've got all these lateral flow tests now so in the interests of you know precautions and making sure we weren't risking infecting anybody I got her to do a lateral flow test this morning. She was appalled. I mean, absolutely appalled. She's like, what is this? Why are you making me do this? And I said, well, you know, I don't have to do it to you. You can, you can do it. You can do it to yourself if you want. So she, so she stood there with the little swab thing up her nose going to me, I do not like this at all. I said, well, it's a medical procedure. You're not really supposed to like it. She's like, I like Calpol. Uh, I said, okay, well, it's not really, not really the same thing, is it? Anyway, lateral flow test all done. She does not have COVID. Um, she does have a stinker of a cold. So I'm really looking forward to to catching that. Um, and then it'll probably be knits next, won't it? Woo! Back to school. Cold and knits. Nothing says back to school like colds and knits. So yeah, it's a, it's a treat. Um, high drama on, on Friday night. I haven't got everybody through the week at school. I like to burn incense. That sounds weird. I like to burn incense. I'm not some kind of pyromaniac, but I do like to burn incense. And I have a big glass vase. It's huge for exactly this this purpose of burning my incense sticks with a layer of sand in the bottom. Because, you know, flame flame resistant sand, all, all very terribly sensible. Anyway, Friday night, I lit, had lit a, an incense stick and I was like, that's a bit weird. I can smell smoke. I mean, obviously, you light an incense. That was a stupid statement, wasn't it? Obviously, you light an incense stick, you expect to smell smoke. I could smell slightly more smoke than I expected to be able to smell. So I checked night. I was cooking dinner, so I'm checking the oven and stuff, checking the kids haven't set anything alight. No, everybody's all good. Anyway, I walk over to my incense burner and, and see from underneath the sand, like, little wisps of smoke coming up. And I was kind of thinking, oh, there's, I, I, I mean, I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, oh, the incense has turned into sand and it's burning. Yeah, no, um, I brushed them apart and flames sprung up. Yeah, my incense pot was on fire. 
the excitement. Um, yeah, so had to put that out, which was um, high. I mean, lockdown that cancels high drama, right? That cancels high drama. It it did also remind me of when the kids were much younger and we were in our old house and you know fire safety really important I believe in telling the kids when they were very young what we should do and you know if there was a fire what would you need to do so I think Beth would have been about three or four she was quite small and we were talking through we had a loft conversion at the time so it was three three floors so I was talking to them about what, what would happen if you heard the fire alarm in the night this is what you do and this is where you go and, and we went through all the details and everything and I, and I did it in what I thought was a really nice cheery there won't be a fire, but if there was, this is what you do. And there were probably songs and dance moves and it was all terribly jolly. Once a drama student, always a drama student. And so I finished telling them what we would do if, if, if the fire, if a fire came to the house. And Jamie was nodding and taking it all very seriously and, and like, yep, yeah, no, I, I understand, I understand. And Beth looked at me and I burst into tears and I was like, oh no, what's the matter, what's the matter? And she was then completely freaked out the idea of that the house would catch on fire understandable normal children would process this in such a way as i'm really sad i'm crying i need a cuddle beth spent the next hour felt like screaming i am not going to sleep in this house take me to a house that doesn't burn down i'm not sleeping in a house that's going to burn down jamie killing himself laughing fucking hell there was a lot of gin at drunk that night i can tell you so yeah far safety lessons perhaps not as 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 safe as 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 i'd like to think that they would be um it <laughs> reminds me reminds me of a day oh god love jamie he he's so protective he's always been so protective of his little sister and again it was in the old house and I think, Mr. I know I need to stop talking. One, I was up in the loft, I think, and Mr. I know I need to stop talking was on the ground floor and the kids were playing on the middle floor. And again, Beth would have been really quite small. And suddenly we heard Jamie screaming and he rarely screamed, help me, help me. I don't want my sister to die. And so me and Mr. I know I need to stop talking like, fuck, oh my God, like sprinting up and down the stairs. What's happened? What's happened? You're going in going, oh my God, oh my God. I mean, God love Jamie. Beth had got one of those, you know, those little battery operated fans that you can get. And the fan of the soft fan blades had, had got tangled up in her hair. And, and poor Jamie had convinced himself that she was going to die. And oh, God love him. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, lot of tears. Bless him. He's such a, such a good big brother. Such a good big brother. I'm so jealous. I always wanted a big brother. I mean, Helen, you were a great sister, just in case you're listening to this. Slightly scared of Helen. Um, you were a great sister, but I did always want a, a big brother. So, um, so yeah, so that's that's kind of been our week, really. Obviously, it's, it's Mother's Day tomorrow, isn't it? I mean, that's going to be a treat in so much as I feel like for the last three Mother's Day, I, I think the, the clocks have changed on the same day, haven't they? And, and we've lost an hour of sleep. I feel like that's happened once too often for it to be coincidence clock chime changes i'm just saying um so i'm quite happy that i'm not going to lose an hour of sleep that will be a treat obviously it is the traditional day to feign delight over homemade gifts and you know i'm I'm just calling the lid on that conspiracy i love my children more than anything in the world i would gladly die for them but when one of them jamie produced many years ago for me and gave this and gave it to me and said look mommy look what i've made you it was basically a turd. I mean, like, not an actual turd. He hadn't produced an actual turd, but he'd created some kind of brown monstrosity. It was like the day Beth came back from nursery and she said, I've I've made you something for Mother's Day, Mummy. She probably didn't say it that articulately. She wasn't like a child prodigy, um, but she, she thrust some 
glittery covered object at me, which was a Tesco meat pie box with some glitter on. And it had a reduced sticker, so it wasn't just any Tesco meat pie box. She'd gone for one from the bargain bin as well, and that was what I was deemed worthy of as a as a Mother's Day gift. Um, yeah, who's, who says that love is dead, eh? There is, there is no greater love. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, to feign delight over that. I've then threatened them both and said, all I really want for Mother's Day is a walk, at which point they've both put their heads in their hands and acted like I've suggested selling off all their possessions. So I'm really looking forward to my Mother's Day walk tomorrow, which will mostly consist of people asking me, are we nearly there yet? I'm bored and I need a poo, which tends to be the commentary which perpetrates all of our walks, all of our walks out. God, I can't wait for the moment when there's something else that we can do as a leisure activity in lockdown other than a fucking walk. I love a walk, but there comes a point, there comes a point when you think you've seen it all. Although obviously the delights of my my local area are still unfolding. I think walks with children, walks without children, two, two very different beasts, two very different beasts. So yeah, like I say, a funny old week, lots of lots of heightened emotions, and I don't think that's a bad thing, right? I don't think talking about how we're feeling at the moment is is a is a bad thing. I was chatting with my friend earlier when we were walking, and we were saying one of the strangest things about lockdown is it's it's really shown up how much stuff all of us or most of us have crammed into our life, and we were just talking about post lockdown. I definitely think almost like a need to to reassess how much stuff had I crammed in my life? How much of that stuff was making me or other people happy? Was it just stuff that I did? Um, Kind of time to like to reassess all of that stuff. And and also, I I really hope that there's going to be like a grace period post lockdown when we can all accept that we all wear elasticated waistbands. We're definitely not able to stay up or awake past eight o'clock at night. Um, and, and we all behave completely inappropriately in public because we've we've just been at home for so long. We've forgotten about, you know, the social niceties of, I don't know, needing to wear a bra. I say that I've never stopped wearing a bra during lockdown on the grounds that if I did, I would genuinely be tripping over my own boobs. So um, yeah, if, if you're if you're braless, you obviously have more more under control boobs than I do. Um, but yeah, I definitely think there's going to need to be a, a nice period of time where we all accept that the, the social niceties are kind of like out the window and we, and we build that back up. I, I feel like a lot of power naps will be needed. It feels exhausting, doesn't it? The idea that, you know, talking to people face to face and if they really fuck you off, you're not going to be able to do the, oh, what's that? Oh, my internet signal's going. I'd better call you back. Lols. Not that I've ever done that. Obviously, if you've ever been on a Zoom call with me, I've absolutely categorically never done that. I'm going to stop now before I dig myself into a larger hole. Anyway, do look after yourselves. Do take care and keep safe. A couple of weeks till the Easter holidays. So so teachers and parents are like, hang on in there. We can definitely do this. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I was going to say, I'm going to contemplate sewing up Jamie's trousers. I'm really, he said to me optimistically, you can sew these up. I was like, I think there comes a point when even the most experienced seamstresses of whom I am not one probably has to has to admit that that that's a that's a uh, a thing that's not going to happen and I think given the fact that I could probably drive my car through the hole in fact Jamie Jamie to demonstrate how how large the hole was put his head through the hole so there's a there's a good lasting lasting mental image for you all but yeah look after yourselves take care have good weeks I'll see you all next week take care lots of love bye bye <laughs>